a little too comfortable. This is the Game Changers with Dale Dixon, dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. On this episode, the game-changing benefits of making ourselves uncomfortable. Hey, Dale Dixon here. So good to have you with us on the podcast today. And this hit me. We live in an era of comfort. We can precisely set and control the temperature to 68 degrees in our homes and in our cars. Want a little warmer? Maybe it's wintertime? Just bump up the thermostat to 70 or 72. But what happens when we're subjected to temps that are outside that range, when we're supposed to have control? Oh, the misery. Speaking of temperature, what if that beer's not cold enough? The food served at the restaurant is not hot enough. The steak is not pink enough. It's, oh, oh boy, how do we deal with it for most of us? It's cause to at least complain. And I'm preaching to the choir here. How about the traffic? Uh, The car ahead of me slows, causing this chain reaction that adds three minutes to my normal commute time of 20 minutes. I can feel the tension rise. Never mind that I'm in this vehicle worth more than a home in many third world countries with the ability to control the interior climate. I'm moving along, wrapped in a plush seat, with an advanced system to remove as much discomfort as possible. Think bumps, ruts, potholes, uneven pavement. We call it suspension. I call all of that first world problems. And oftentimes, rather than seeing the abundance of good around me, I get caught up in the minutia of the discomfort. So I had this epiphany as I was motorcycling in the rain. Yeah, it could have been as miserable as it sounds, but here's what stopped me in my tracks. Not literally, but mentally, as the motorcycle was moving. Why was this question? Why do we as human beings attach a value of good or bad to something that is? Rain is. Weather is. The temperatures are just what they are. So I choose to label based on the level of comfort that it provides me. Oh, the rain is horrible just because I'm not comfortable. That rain was soaking me at 55 degrees air temperature, 60 miles an hour as I was going down the road. That same rain was welcome. It was a good thing to the farmer 20 miles away who has a field of wheat. So I made this conscious decision at that time, riding in the weather, that I was no longer going to say the weather is good or bad. It is. It hit me that my job is to simply pay attention to my response. What can I appreciate about the situation? What other areas of my life do I allow a bit of contextual discomfort to prevent me from living? So as I leaned into the corners on the twisty mountain road with hundreds, if not thousands of raindrops splattering my helmet visor and and I could feel that stream of cold water running down the front of me, I actually started finding ways 
to enjoy the discomfort, as crazy as it sounds. I was improving my skill in a hobby and a recreation that I really enjoy. I was taking these tight corners on wet asphalt. It requires careful attention. I had to be fully present. I was figuring out ways to keep fog from building up inside the shield. That requires problem-solving skills, something that I always want to get better at. I was thinking about the relative lack of discomfort. It, it had me marveling at the advancements of clothes, uh, clothing design. I wasn't, hypothe- I wasn't suffering hypothermia in the cold. The gear, the bike were working as they should. You know, what happens to me if we enter more of life's discomforts with that awareness? What can I appreciate about the situation? What can I learn? So think about our discomforts. Are they a catalyst for more critical thinking, deeper understanding about the world around us? Or are the discomforts simply something to complain about? So maybe, just maybe, it's time to, can't believe I'm saying this, to purposefully seek out discomfort. And that's not a comfortable thought. But let's wrestle with it for a few minutes. I'm convinced we always find what we look for. And I'd been thinking about this idea of discomfort intentionally seeking it out and the potential benefits of it for our businesses, our work life, when I came across a number of ways to think about discomfort and the importance of making ourselves stronger. So let's take a look at the benefits of intentionally intentionally seeking discomfort in the four, four, count them four, most common areas of our lives. And to set it up, it's important to remember that nothing worthwhile is easy. Teddy Roosevelt said, nothing in the world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort, pain, difficulty. I have never in my life envied a human being who led an easy life. I have envied a great many people who led difficult lives and led them well. So if we condition ourselves only to maximize comfort and ease, what does that get me? According to Teddy Roosevelt, nothing worthwhile. So those four areas in our lives to look at. Number one, relationships. You know, if we're obsessed with a me-first attitude, my comfort, my convenience comes first mentality, we're not making the relationships in our lives better. Relationships take work, and they take sacrifice, and that sacrifice is not comfortable. There needs to be this real, tangible proof that I care for someone, that I esteem them. And that often requires that I forego personal comfort to make sure the other person feels the respect, the admiration, and the caring. Nothing says it better than John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. There's nothing easy or comfortable about that one. How about thinking about it from a business standpoint? A lot of discomfort, a lot of comfort sacrificed as we grow our businesses. It's truly about 
doing the hard things, investing the time. It's the late nights, the early mornings, very little sleep. It's agonizing over getting something just right, making something better, being sure that customers are happy. It's about facing up to mistakes and making them right. Any of that sound easy or comfortable? How about finances, saving, sacrificing? Saying no to the immediate short-term satisfaction in favor of playing the long game. When it comes to finances, it's going without now because we know it means having so much more later. And it's, dis- it's, it's really accepting the discomfort of the present. On the personal improvement side, the fourth area of our lives, am I going to mindlessly binge watch Netflix or invest the time to learn a new language? Do I get lost for hours scrolling through social media feeds or do I learn to play a musical instrument? Do I hit the snooze button and turn over or get my feet in the running shoes and get out the door? Do I mindlessly grab handfuls of chips from the bag, shuffling them in my mouth, or say no to the temptation? The couch, scrolling, the sleeping, the eating, all equals comfort. Putting in the minutes, the hours, and the days to get better is hard. Epictetus said difficulties are things that show a person what they are. It's the paradox. If we avoid discomfort, if we avoid suffering, we avoid growth. If something isn't growing, you got it, it's dying. In the Journal of Psychology and Theology, M. Elizabeth Lewis Hall Martin, Richard Langer, and Jason McMartin write, the role of suffering is not to endure, and not to endure it for its own sake, but for the sake of cultivating the flourishing life. That's the game changer. We want the flourishing life. So how do we do this? How do we condition ourselves to seek out and engage with the difficult? I'm convinced it starts with habit. And I know there are a few camps on this that are split over the idea of motivation. Some say discipline is a finite resource. Others say it's not a matter of discipline, but rather how passionate you have about accomplishing a task at hand. But I think we can all agree to start small. Introduce discomfort in a variety of areas in your life simply for the sake of discomfort and look for the enjoyment in it. Go for a walk in the rain. For that matter, don't let artificially labeled events, good or bad, influence your actions at all. Remember the motorcycle story and the epiphany that weather is not good or bad, it just is? That's the opportunity. This idea we're going to build a muscle by purposefully engaging in discomfort so that when the trials and tribulations in life come, we can show up with our real, authentic, genuine selves and face it head on. Maybe it's something as simple as forcing yourself to drive a different route to work. Just to break break the monotony. 
Working on the small areas of discomfort keeps me aware of the areas of my life where I might be inclined to opt for the path of least resistance. It's the easy way. So we know the easy way is rarely the best way if we're serious about growing. Another idea, time-restricted feeding. I don't eat at the first tinge of hunger. No food after 7 o'clock. No food before 10 a.m. So I'm forcing myself to eat in this nine-hour window. It works for me. Uh, the research is significant on the, the health benefits of this, but it conditions me not just to react. This is something that will come up later in the podcast, react versus respond. It, it forces me not just to react to a bit of discomfort. I'm the one in charge. I drink green tea. There's nothing tasty about green tea. But green tea has been shown to improve blood flow and lower cholesterol. 2013 review of many studies found green tea helped prevent a range of heart-related issues from high blood pressure to congestive heart failure. One Swiss study, MRIs revealed that people who drank green tea had greater activity in the working memory area of their brains. It's also been shown to help block the formation of plaques that are linked to Alzheimer's disease. So I embrace the discomfort because I see the benefits. Keeps blood sugar stable in people with diabetes. Antioxidants, lower cholesterol and blood pressure. Enough reason for me to say, yeah, this doesn't taste good, but I'm going to do it anyway and build the muscle of accepting discomfort. I force a writing habit, writing for 30 minutes a day. Thanks to my good friend Marshall, who challenged me on that one and is there to help hold me accountable. And this helps me think more critically, crafting words into sentences, sentences into paragraphs, paragraphs into baked ideas. That is challenging and not necessarily comfortable. I could find something else for that 30 minutes a day that I'd much rather do but it's making me better. It would be so much easier just to settle in and watch a YouTube video. Last year, I completed more than 11,000 burpees. Nothing comfortable about that first burpee, the 100th burpee, or the 10,000th burpee. Closing in on 4,000 burpees so far this year. Those are the small things. Then I was thinking, okay, what else could I do to get a little more aggressive? I took a cold shower this morning. I'm setting my alarm 30 minutes earlier than I actually need to get up to get me up and out. How about adding a sprint to your run and keeping up this pace when your body says stop? It's just about doing something you hate to do, but you know it's good for you. Then when you're really serious about this idea of embracing discomfort, to build the muscle, to build mental acuity, and to build mental toughness. You can enroll in a program or even just create your own that forces you to do the uncomfortable for a long time. So one of the most impressive moves toward discomfort that I've been able to find is 75 hard. Major respect for anyone who has completed this Consistent subjection to discomfort. Get this. So this is what 75 hard is if you have not heard of it yet. Each day requires two 45-minute workouts. 
one of which has to be outdoors, regardless of weather. Nice to know that all weather is just weather. You have to drink a gallon of water a day. Religiously stick to a healthy diet seven days a week. No added sugar, no alcohol. And you do this all for 75 days straight, no break. You also read 10 pages per day from a nonfiction self-help leadership business type book. And you take a selfie every day. You miss any one of those steps and you have to start over from the beginning. And if you cheat, the only person you're cheating is yourself. And it's not about what it does to the body. The physical aspect is just a side benefit. 75 hard, when you look at their website, sharpens the mind. It shows you what you are capable of. And it's this idea of making a habit of seeking the discomfort, finding ways to enjoy it. The power of it is that it puts us in control, that we are not at the whim of the bad weather, the slow driver, the poorly cooked steak. And those are just the little insignificant things. Imagine how much better prepared we are for the big things. The illness, the death of a loved one, a business failure, a stock market, a stock market plunge, a personal failure. Embracing discomfort in the small things. The things that we control on a daily basis is like building a muscle. And the more prepared the muscle, the better it will handle those things that often are out of our control. It's the discomfort muscle that's ready to respond to the situation rather than react. I want to respond. I do not want to react. As Dan Crenshaw writes in his book Fortitude, failure must be handled by taking responsibility for that failure even if it is objectively not your fault. So if you're still saying, yeah, but why? Why make myself uncomfortable? The game-changing reasons came from Brian Fretwell, who is author of Experts of Our Potential. Creating your own suffering does these things. Suffering to learn instead of being forced change. Instead of being overwhelmed by the outside, we adapt. Instead of hiding, we seek help from others. When we're willing to embrace the discomfort, to create our own suffering, it builds the muscle that is the locus of control or realizing that we are responsible. Do I figure out an appropriate response and take responsibility for my life or figure out how to blame someone else? It also checks our need for certainty because nothing provides more certainty and control than to create our own suffering. It's a tall order, something that I told you I'm preaching to the choir. I'm working on this day in and day out to be mentally tougher, 
to be ready for what I don't know that's coming down the pike and to ultimately respond, not to react. Our final word for this uh, podcast comes from Peter Drucker. He writes, the person with the most responsibility for an individual's development is the person, him or herself, not the boss. The first priority for one's own development is to strive for excellence. Workmanship counts, not just because it makes such a difference in the quality of the job done, but because it makes such a difference in the person doing the job. Expect the job to provide the stimulus only if you work on your own self-renewal. Only if you create the excitement, the challenge, the transformation that makes an old job look for the unexpected success and run with it. The critical factor for success is accountability. Holding yourself accountable. Everything else flows from that. The important thing is not that you have rank, but that you have responsibility to be accountable you must take the job seriously enough to recognize i've got to grow up to the job by focusing on accountability people take a bigger view of themselves strive for excellence the elevator to success is out of order you're going to have to use the stairs one step at a time Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, please give it a five-star review. We definitely appreciate the reviews and the ratings. If you have a topic you'd like us to tackle on the podcast, find a game-changing approach, make sure and drop us an email. It's dale at daledixonmedia.com. Once again, D-A-L-E at daledixonmedia.com, the address. And uh, make sure that you share this podcast with someone you think you that would benefit from hearing these words hopefully if somebody in your life you love you could send this on to encourage them to subscribe as well this is the game changers the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential